Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Amen. In chapter 1 of Luke, we find something, a passage that's very familiar to us, but we have got about a thimble full of the revelation that is in this ocean of depth in this passage. In verse 26, just follow along with me if you will. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. How many of you know that there are at least three things that angels do and still do? They didn't disappear. Angels are agents. Use that word. Angels are agents of God the Father that carry out certain assignments that He gives them. Sometimes there is the bringing of a message, as in this case. Sometimes there is the orchestration of circumstances as in the case that many of us don't even know. There are so many times that angels have intervened to save you from premature death. You have no idea. Because the Word of God tells us in Hebrews 1 that every believer has an agent, an angel assigned to render service to them. So sometimes those agents have ministries of protection. Sometimes there are messages. And then sometimes there are angels that are alive and fighting on your behalf. Are you a tither? The Bible says that the God, the Lord of hosts, host means angelic warring angels who are out there fighting for you. When it looks like that your demise is at hand, you need to understand that if you have invested holy money back to your father, there are angels actually working because of that obedience. Hallelujah. What a privilege that we have to obey God in that realm. Amen. Angels. Gabriel was sent with a message from God to Mary. Verse 27, to a virgin betrothed. A betrothal in first century culture was more than just um, an, a, a, what we would call an engagement. A betrothal was a holy promise. It was as good as marriage except for the consummation physically of that marriage and actually living together. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. You know, most of us think, well, it was just a marvelous, wonderful thing for the angel of the Lord to come and manifest uh, in, the, in the presence of Mary. And that must have been a magnificent and wonderful thing. It was, but she was human as well. Don't forget that Mary w was born of human flesh. She was not immaculately conceived. 
That was only Jesus. Don't forget that she made mistakes. Sometimes Jesus had to correct her. Don't forget that you don't pray to her. There's nothing in Holy Scripture that says that she is a, receives your intercession. You, the Bible says come straight to the throne of God because there is one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. And so, <clears throat> but what a special, incredible thing for this angel to manifest his presence. But she was human, and like you and I, when she first heard this message, she was troubled. And she began to consider what manner of greeting this was. In other words, in common vernacular, the millennials would say, what's up with that? See, I don't identify much, but I, I hear what they say. What's up with that? She was troubled and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. The word favor there is the Greek word charis. It means grace. This is the reason we always say God's grace is his favor and his ability. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary said, how can this be? Since I do not, since I do not intimately, sexually know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me as you have spoken. And the angel departed from her. Let's go back here and look at this encounter. When, when the angel, the first thing the angel said to her was, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Understand this. Some of you are about to get, and some of you just have received, and some of you are about or going to receive a holy assignment from God. There's going to be an interruption of what you have called normal. And the Lord is going to give you a holy assignment that is born out of His heart. And it's probably going to trouble you a little bit at first because you're human. But when the first thing that God said through the angel to her was, I want you to know what I think of you. What God would say to you is, I want you to know first and foremost that this assignment is not something that I have sent to, to break you or to destroy you. I, I want you to know how treasured you are. You are, you are favored. I, I, I am giving you this assignment because of how I feel about you. 
Some of you have assignments right now that are very, very difficult. Some of you have assignments that you just, boy, you'd do, give anything if they were over. Maybe you're asking the wrong question. Maybe the question is not, God, why are you letting this happen to me? Maybe the question should be, God, why do you trust me so much that I, as your son or your daughter, you trust me to be able to handle this? Maybe you're asking the wrong question. And God said to Mary, I want you to know you are highly favored. You, you, you are, what does the Word of God say about you as a believer? The Bible says you are blessed and highly favored. The Bible says in, in Romans 5.17, this is the verse that changed mine and Dina's life, sitting in our den one day many years ago. Those who receive... Those who receive by faith the abundance of grace, more than enough favor, and the gift of righteousness, right standing with God, will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, 3 and following says, Blessed be the God of our Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we in Christ should be holy and righteous and blameless and accepted and beloved and forgiven and go on and on and on through that first chapter of Ephesians 1. When God gives you an assignment, understand, don't focus first on the assignment. Focus on what God says about you as His son or daughter. Think about what his resources are. If God has given you an assignment, he is well able to perform what he has assigned. You are, not the, you, you are not responsible for the end result. You are responsible for believing and receiving and obeying. When the angel of God spoke to Mary, he said, Rejoice, highly favored one. You are blessed in highly favored. You are even blessed among women. Throughout the rest of eternity, people are going to call you blessed, highly favored. Well, I want us to notice here her, her personal first response. She was troubled. She was, can I tell you something? Sometimes when God gives you an assignment to walk through something victoriously, it's going to trouble you. The reason it's going to trouble you is because every one of us desire and seek. We are intoxicated with comfort. That's all we want. We're addicted to it. We can't get enough of being comfortable, of being entertained, of, of, of everything going swell, and just taking it easy. Sometimes God is going to interrupt that comfort and He is going to speak to you and give you an assignment and that assignment is going to stir your inner man out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to take some ground you've never taken before. You're going to have to step out there where you're uncomfortable. You're going to have to believe and trust God to obey the next right step. 
You say, boy, I'll tell you, this, is, this assignment that I have, it might be a person, it might be a purchase, it might be a job, it might be any number of things that you're having to walk through. If there is an assignment. And you know what? Some of you say, Pastor, the, the, the circumstances I am in, how many of you know that a lot of times the circumstances that you're in are not because God wanted to put something on you to, to, to mess you up or break you down. We live in a fallen world, people. We live in a fallen world. Stop blaming God for every bad thing that happens. But I want you to know God's given you enough favor and grace to triumphantly walk in Christ over anything you've got to walk through. He was blessed she was blessed and, and but she had trouble seeing the blessing because of the lens she was immediately walking through and that was whoo man has this gotten me out of my comfort zone think about what she had to walk through to receive that assignment here she is betrothed do you know that in ancient old testament culture god's covenant people the wonderful nation of Israel, when a woman who was betrothed was found to be pregnant, she could be stoned to death for immorality and unfaithfulness. It was a serious deal. So here's this precious Jewish woman, Mary, a young woman, who is now being told by God, you're pregnant. So how do you think that must have shaken her world? What am I going to tell Joseph? I'm pregnant. Well, he knew it wasn't by him. What is my family going to say? This is a shame and a disgrace in the culture in which we live. What am I, what, what am I going to tell my family? What am I going to tell Joseph? How are people going to perceive me? What's going to happen to me? When God gives you an assignment, sometimes you're going to get trouble because the first thing you're going to think about is, what, how am I going to tell, fill in the blank? What are they going to think? I heard this the other day and I thought it was beautiful. Sometimes we need to be less focused on who we're going to offend and more focused on who we're going to inspire. Now, that was a good word. If you follow the Lord, and if you accept His assignment, there are going to be those who don't get it. They don't understand nor support it. So I'm sure that part of Mary's troubling was... <laughs> This just didn't fit her personal plan and agenda. Y'all, does everybody know what I mean when I say we, we grow up with personal dreams and plans and expectations about what this ought to look like and what that ought to look like? Right? <clears throat> How many of you can say with all due honesty today that everything you dreamed of as a young man or woman is exactly the way you dreamt it. Huh. 
What a joke. Life happens, doesn't it? Grace is always there and always greater than the happenings of life. Her agenda, her dreams, her plans for a a husband and, and a family. The Lord intervened and was giving her an assignment that was shaking up all of that. Her agenda had been moved. Some of you are being hurt, and and, and I hear from you. I hear from you, and I pray for you because I I am there. Listen, I asked the Lord this week, and I'm not going to keep telling you how old I am, but I'm older than most of you. I asked the Lord this week, what is my assignment? He told me, it's over my head. But pastor, you've got all these years of experience and you've been to seminary and you've done all that and you've done this and that and the other and all that. It's over my head. You don't have an assignment that's over your head. You just ask God and, be, and pursue him and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? You may get one of those that's over your head too. Anything that's over your head, I promise you, is under his feet. Her agenda was about to be blown up in that encounter. What she wanted, what she expected, her little plan. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to give you something that's going to mess with your plan. Always remember this. Don't focus on what's on your plate that God has assigned you to help with. Don't focus on the assignment. Focus on your identity. He's already said you're blessed and highly favored. Focus on your identity, not your assignment. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me. I'm head and not the tail. Jesus bore all the curse. I'm a son and daughter of Abraham in Christ Jesus. You've got to preach to yourself. Blessed and highly favored. That assignment disrupted her plan and agenda. But notice the very next thing that had to happen. Verse 30, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have favor with God. How many of you know the favor of God and the revelation of His blessing and favor is stronger than fear? When you get a new assignment from the Lord, the very first emotion you're going to feel is fear. Fear is the greatest enemy to the success God has ordained for you. God wants you to succeed. Fear will rob you of not only that new assignment, but it will rob you of the resulting blessing that is in that assignment on the ground he's wanting you to take. Whenever you have a new assignment from God, the first thing you're going to have to deal with is what's internal in you that maybe you've never dealt with, and usually it manifests itself as fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says where fear comes from, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if it didn't come from God, where do you think it comes from? 
either the flesh or the devil, and neither are good. The fear, it robs us not only of that God-given assignment, of the, or, but of the blessing that is God's intention. It always involves the disruption of our own comfort and our own agenda. But I want you to notice something here. The angel goes on to say, Mary, that which God is doing is born of God. It'll change the world. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. How many of you know that in Christ Jesus, you're heirs of the covenant God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Hallelujah. And all the blessings that are therein. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever. And Mary said to the angel, here's the next issue that we have. Once we get just a couple of steps towards our fear, then we begin to get obsessed with how. Notice verse 34. The angel said to the, the, the Mary said to the angel, how? <laughs> Do you understand where we're going here now? When the Lord begins to give you an assignment, it may be a person in your life, whatever, whatever that is for you, you're going to begin to get a little troubled and a little fearful initially. And when you start dealing with that, you, you will take a couple of steps forward because you'll remember that it's God that called you to do it. You're in His hands. You belong to Him. But if you're not careful, your mind will begin to get real weary because it'll get obsessed with how. How? How many of you know the persistent asking God of how can be a killer of your faith? If God has given you an assignment, He's already got it figured out, the how. And as overwhelming as it may be, you just keep on seeking the Lord by faith, by your Holy Spirit as you pray. Keep on seeking Him through His Word, by His Spirit, in worship and praise. And the Lord will begin to give you the light you need to take the next right step. God didn't tell Mary how He's going to resolve it with Joseph. God didn't tell Mary how, what He was going to do in the family. God didn't. He just said, this is what I want to do. And Mary's only decision was not how. That was her first question. Notice the Lord didn't beat her up about it. Here's what he said. Here's how. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. This is how. The Holy Spirit. He will come upon you. He will, the power of the highest will, listen, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you've got, the whole, you've got the power of the highest available to you. And the power of the Holy Spirit can do what you can never even dream of doing. He can open doors no man can close. The how is the Holy Spirit. So don't focus on all these technical things of what you've got to do. Focus on the Holy Spirit of God who's going to to conceive in your womb, that Holy Spirit, this is a God thing. You've got to depend on Him. Just believe Him and obey Him, and don't get obsessed with the how. 
You see, the troubling and the fear and the how all go together. Because all you've got is, a, is the power of the mind. But when you begin to submit to the presence of the Lord and His assignment, then the Holy Spirit, who has all the power to bring to pass that which He is assigning. Can I tell you something? Your assignment cannot be successfully done by you. It's got to be a partnership. It's the Holy Spirit who has to do it. Your job is to believe God, hear Him, submit to Him, obey Him, and take the next right step. The highest assignment is also the highest honor. Remember what he said? From henceforth forever, all women will call you blessed. And what did God say? Nothing shall be impossible. You've got dreams and you've got desires in your inner man that have been given you by the Lord. If they've been given you by the Lord, understand this, with God nothing shall be impossible. And here was Mary's response. Behold, look, angel. Look, God, the maidservant of the Lord. Whatever you say is the way it will be. I submit my body to you, a living sacrifice. Do whatever you choose to do, O oh God. I submit myself to you. We forget what a deal that was. I am willing to say, regardless of what my family says, regardless of what my culture says, regardless of what I even think in myself, in my own confusion, my own previous dreams, plans, and agendas, whatever you want, God, I submit to you. It is that submission that allows the Holy Spirit to do what He can do that you can't. What an honor. That assignment, though high, became the highest honor and carried the greatest weight of value. Submission. And I'm going to close with this. The assignment that is before you right now that just consumes you, whatever it is. It may have to do with what you're supposed to do with your life, your vocation, what you're supposed to buy or not buy, where you're supposed to go, do, favor from people that you have no control over, whatever it is your assignment is. Understand your role and the Holy Spirit's role. Your role is not to control and manipulate the results or the people. Your role is to love God, obey Him, manifest His presence, be willing to speak the truth in love. But your role is to trust Him to bring about the results and to just take the next right step that He reveals to you you should take. Do you know in Mary's case it was very simple? The next right holy step 
was going to see somebody that she loved and spiritually treasured. Somebody in her family. And we'll get to that next week. I believe that the Holy Spirit has spoken to many of you today. There's just something that seems to be your assignment that is overwhelming. It carries such high responsibility, but let me remind you, it carries great reward. If you're here today and the Lord has spoken to you in that assignment, it may be a person, it may be a decision, it may be a business, it may be any number of things, but it feels like you have been assigned by the Lord. You wouldn't have the assignment if he didn't give you the ability to prevail. But you know, just like Mary, sometimes you need more than the affirmation of the Lord. Sometimes he knows we're human and we need the confirmation that he can give sometimes through other people. We're going to have second part of this series on receiving God's assignment for you. Next week, you know, you may be surprised what the Lord's going to assign for you. Here I am at my age getting another one. Wow. But it'll, it'll energize you. Y'all are stuck with me for a while, it looks like. Next Sunday will be a very powerful time together, I promise you that. Then two weeks from today, we're going to have a very special thing we've done in the past. We're going to have a special time of Holy Communion at Christmas, the 22nd very holy time for individuals, couples, families, whoever you choose to bring. We'll have a special time of Holy Communion here with some beautiful Holy Christmas music. It'll be a come and go anywhere between 9.30 and 11 on that day. But I want you to honor those who are still in prayer. Would you just slip out quietly right now, please, if you're needing to go. Just slip out quietly while others are receiving prayer. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.